Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Good morning and arigato, Liam. How are you doing? Great. Yeah, it's just <laughs> fucking wonderful. Yep, wonderful. Excellent. I love it when you when you say those things. What, good morning and arigato? Just some random phrase that's specifically designed to frustrate me. <laughs> Man, I am keying in with every episode on what really just gets under the skin. Deep into the earlobe, if you will. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the secondary other co-host. Yeah, that's right. I'm the captain now, dog. <laughs> you're the uh, the primary co-host. I'm the secondary co-host. Because you go first. Yeah, you're really second. more of my sidekick. Well, hang on. That's not what I said. <laughs> this is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast where we watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the animated series, and talk about it. And have banter and fun. Ooh, that is a stretch. All right. We have fun, but do we have banter? I sure hope so. It's kind of the point of the show. Oh, no. (laughs) We have talking points. We have lists of things. We have uh, observations. That was a great list of things, Nick. Number one. That was our first list in our list of Of lists. lists. Excellent choice. So, Nick. Yes. How you doing? I'm really tired, man. Great. I am so tired. Great. I've been working every night down at the old place that I can't talk about. In the secret club. In in the secret society that I now work at. Nick. Yes. Today we watched yes. the... That's right, I remembered how we start the show. <laughs> <laughs> you were going for something and then went, wait, no, this isn't how it's done. We watched the 13th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Vento Oreo, aka Golden Wind, which is the 126th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole. Oh, I don't like that. Not including the Rohan Kashibe OVAs. Okay. And it covers uh, mid-481, uh, chapter that is, uh, through 485 of the original manga. What is happening? What is going on in I'm this episode? I'm having a stroke. <laughs> what is going on? This episode was weird. We started the episode weird. What is happening? It originally aired on December 29, Don't 20, say when it aired. 2018. This is, this is unfamiliar territory. And speaking of unfamiliar, did you know that this episode is brought to you by a person that we've never met named... Andrew Gibbons. Oh, I know him. Do you? No. Ah, great, excellent. (laughs) But I could. You didn't know. I, look, I don't want to say I did know, but I kind of (laughs) knew almost. I'm not familiar with Andrew Gibbons. Tell me more. Well. Tell me more. Does he have a cool car? uh, (laughs) Tell me more. Tell me more. It says Gibbons. Did he put up a fight? (laughs) See, that makes me feel like it's aged very poorly. Yeah. But at the same time, that is the song. Mm-hmm. Mm. The song just stops like mid-chorus and everyone's like, what? Are, you, are we still talking about Andrew Gibbons or are we talking about something more fundamentally rooted in some kind of weird sexist quality of the times, man? What times? The 60s. The age of the gibbon. Was that the 60s? Yeah, close enough, yeah. It was the 50s in Greece because they were greasers. Yeah, but in the 60s they were still around, weren't they? Nah, because mods. Mods and rockers. 60s all about mods and rockers and the first punks. Uh, I don't know if that's true. The first punks of the dead age of the 60s. It's like Dark Souls, but with punk rockers. I'm going to make a City of Heroes character called the final punk. (laughs) And it's just a Dark Souls character? Why would it be a Dark Souls character? Because the final punk. 
It's like the final sinner or something. I it would know. be cool with a sword and shield, though. See? See? Thank you, Andrew Gibbons, for inspiring us to create <laughs> The Final Punk, a Dark Souls-inspired punk rocker with a sword and shield. Yep, and we'll bestow that nickname on you now. Make it your Twitter handle if you want to. <laughs> we have let you have this intellectual property of ours. And if anyone else does, oh man, I'm going to sue you so hard. <laughs> You're going to love it. Thank you for donating to... sue the shit out of you. Thank you for donating to patreon.com slash Jojo's World. That's the show wow. we run. Wow. Oh wow. my god, what? Okay. Jojo's World. I'm Liam S. Smith. And I'm Nick Ballantyne. So, Nick. Yes, that's me. This episode was called Man in the Mirror and Purple Haze. <gasps> Mirror Man. And it featured Man in the Mirror and Purple Haze. <gasps> Mirror Man. What did you think of... Man in the Mirror. Mirror Man. And Purple Haze. <laughs> what the fuck was this episode even? This is a... I like this episode. This, this is, is insane. A, this is a cool... This is... I'm going to put this out there. This yeah. is a much cooler battle than it has any right to be. Yes. Okay, so this is sort of like... You know when, like, your four-year-old cousin, like, wrote, like, mm-hmm. a story? Yes, thread this needle. And then he, like, walks up to oh, you yeah, at Christmas you. time. And he's all like, I wrote a story! And then guy did this, and, and then, then this. And then... But somehow it's logically cohesive. <laughs> and you're like, wait, so you're telling me that Ruffalo, the dog detective... Played by Mark Ruffalo. Played by Mark Ruffalo. Solved the crimes. Also, um, we all know dog detectives are called Dex Dog Detective. That's what Food Fight taught us. Okay. So, Beethoven discovered the secret... Of the ooze. Of the ooze lurking beneath the pyramids in Egypt because the aliens that brought them there... Do you mean Beethoven the composer or the dog? I leave that up to the reader. Ah, it's, it's deliberately ambiguous. Exactly. And then you read it and you're like, but this, this somehow makes sense. There are some sense. chapters where Beethoven is at ease, where he is chewing on a big bone, but then also some where he is Playing com- piano. composing a famous piece of <laughs> classical music. <laughs> and you never quite know when either is going to crop up again, mm. but it always plays into the final scene. Ah. Yeah. This episode, your analogy, uh, tortured as I did to it. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's also accurate, but it also very much reminds me of the um, the tweet I referenced a few episodes ago from uh, Polygon.com is Patrick Gill, mm. where he's like, was it a tweet or a... It was either a tweet or something he said on stream. Mm. Where he said, or like, a long-form article. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is just a bunch of kids playing where it's like, I shot you. No, you didn't. I have a force field. Oh, yeah, well, my gun goes through force fields. Oh, yeah, well, my force field's super special. <laughs> it's just that. It's just that. Dang it. I don't know what that was. Boy. Yeah. It's just that for 20 minutes at a time over... I pulled you into the mirror. No, you pulled my special stand into the mirror. Oh, yeah, well, now I'm going to double pull you into the mirror. Oh, yeah, well, now I'm going to cut off my own hand to thwart (laughs) you. Oh, yeah, well, now I'm going to cut off my hand to thwart you. What? Oh, I hate when people thwart me. It's just so ridiculously... Brick snake. Yeah. Love Brick Snake. Love me some Brick Snake. Brick Snake, big fan. Also, just the number of moments where it's like, see, it was born in this thing, so therefore it's, it's fine. And you're like, yeah, but the, what? Huh? Oh, uh, yeah, but no, I cut off my own hand. Like, what? what? What is happening? What? What is anything at this point? Why is everything. What? Just everything happens and it's amazing. <laughs> everything happens and more at the point, it keeps happening. It keeps happening <laughs> through the whole episode. And just bits like, wait. I could just defeat you right now. But this other thing is happening. Mm. Oh, what do I do? 
I know what I'll do. Fuck you. Bye. Let's get into it. Yeah. So we begin where we left off. We it's open. 1947. The war is coming to a close. Hitler reigns supreme. Hitler rises to power. <laughs> Wolfenstein 3 is set. Stroheim's there. He's up in the mix. He's all like, God, I love Nazi technology. And everyone else is like, ooh. Uh, this, Remember ooh. how he's kind of becomes a protagonist? <laughs> Well, to be fair, he was a good Nazi. Was he, though? He was like, we need to stop the we real We need to evil. liquidate this Mexican village. <laughs> we need to destroy the real evil. Ah, the big pillar men. No, capitalism. Ooh, ooh, buddy. I've got some bad news about the Nazi regime for you. Democracy. Ooh, I've got, ooh, bad news, buddy. Bad news. No one agrees with you. We have to destroy the real evil. Famine. It's like, oh, yeah, I can get behind that. Famine. You know how, um... Oh. Oh. You know how Yoda calls the little Jedi's younglings? I'm I'm aware of this uh, this reference, yes. And you watch Attack of the Clones and it's like, okay, he's calling kids younglings, but he's like a weird eccentric alien wizard. I'm afraid so, I haven't watched Attack of the Clones since I was a wee boy, but yes. Well, he does that. Okay. And you're like, okay, but like, he's a weird alien who speaks weird, so... That's fine. Maybe that's his thing. And then in episode three, Obi-Wan is like, I watched security hologram footage of Anakin Skywalker killing younglings. And at no point when he's telling Padme this, she's like, wait, what did you just call children? <laughs> well, maybe it's a, a Coruscant thing or something. I don't ah, know. It's a cultural thing. Yeah. And so when... The, I, just, I just got cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Call the kids younglings. Weird. How is that weird? It's Star Wars. It is Star Wars. Is that Wars. the weirdest thing that you can think? It's not that weird compared no, to everything it's not, else. It's not Luke Skywalker taking a big swig of alien milk with exactly. unblinking eye contact. Exactly. It's not, uh, what's his name? The Is it Dax Ram? Not Dax Rambo. Dax Rambo from the <laughs> Neo Scum podcast. Dash Rendar, perhaps, from the old EU? No, no, no. The big, the big guy who sits in the diner. Oh, uh, Dexter Jetster. Dexter Jetster. It's not Dexter Jetster. Fat He's pretty Buffman. normal. I mean, he's normal if this was a detective film. Yeah, he's an established archetype of the greasy diner owner who, like, has a link to the underworld. Yeah. Not very Star Wars, though, is he? <laughs> I liked it. I mean, it's fine, but, like, at the same time, it's like, what the what? You want a cup of Jawa juice? Is what she says. I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. So. We open oh, on Coruscant. We even talked what? about, maybe we should uh, save this for another episode since we just did that. Oh. But maybe we should talk about the Death Stranding trailer at some point. No, we're doing it now. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you about how hype I am for this fucking game. This game looks stupid great. It looks fucking incredible. It looks like Hideo Kojima went, okay, so I can't talk about politics. What about the basic connectedness of humanity? That's, nah, that's politics. still politics. Though. Yeah, it's still politics. Yeah, everything's politics. Everything is humanity. And themes. Themes and politics. Themes and memes. Um, and scenes and genes. Ah. Nice of him to double down on the stupid slash great name formula of X Wyman. Uh, oh, I we, don't know what you're talking about. Of course, we about. had Hot Coldman. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes. The CIA-backed and then rogue scientist in a mm. Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Mm, uh, yes. Now mm. one-upped with the character we know very little about at this stage other than he wears a mask. And Hot that his name is... Die, Die Hardman. Hardman. <laughs> Just... Is it Die Hardman or Die Hardman? Because like the latter is how I was passing it. Okay, so Die Hard Man is all that we've seen. We haven't heard it mm. pronounced yet. Mm. And until otherwise corrected, 
I'm going by Die Hard, man. Okay, well, I beg to differ personally. Okay, all right. But then it would be it, D. Hardman. It's German. <laughs> German for the hard man. <laughs> D. Hardman. D. <laughs> <laughs> no one who speaks German could be a homo demon. <laughs> oh, Liam. That's what they're called. Are they? Homo demons. Are they? Which um, I thought they were called TCOs. Depending on how... I don't know what that is. It's one of the acronyms they use where it's like... Ah, oh, the TCOs came and... No, that's b- the BTs. Oh, sorry. The BTs yeah, came. The and... beached things. <laughs> that's what it is. Is it? Yeah. That's the ghosts and stuff, not the evil terrorists. Though. Yeah, but is it actually beached things? Yeah. Or is because, it... Because stranded, Jet Stranding and like the whole beached whale theme they've got going on. Okay, but has anyone said the beached things? It's been written somewhere. I don't know if it's been said aloud yet. Okay, so when at the start you said, I love how it's gone with stupid great. I went, it's not stupid great. Come on, get off it. Like, it's going to be good. Now I'm with you. It's stupid great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, circling back, something that I was going to say. Troy Baker, um, Guillermo del Toro. Hartman. Uh, Mads um, Mickelson. Deathman. What's my name from The Lobster? Haven't seen that. Die Hard Man, Die. I think it's Mads Mickelson or Mars Mickelson, actually. I mean, I know, but it's just spelled Mads, yeah. and I can't not Mad say Mads. Mad about Mads. Oh, he's so Phrase good, though. by the Flophouse. Why um, isn't he the Witcher? Why is he not Geralt? Why is everything bad at Netflix? Why did they put him in the one bad Star Wars movie that exists? Oh, it's not bad. It's just okay. <laughs> I want to see the ultimate cut, but I've talked about that before. So, yeah. um, no, the thing that I was going to say about Death Stranding uh, is I can't remember... <laughs> Norman Fetus, uh, Norman I was, Finkus. I want to make a City Norman of Heroes Clines. character yeah. with the X Wyman name formula, and I might just call them X Wyman, but like E X X W H Y M A N. And then everyone's like, "Why is he X Wyman?" It's like, "Oh, you young young soul." Uh, I think it looks cool how you can make a ladder and then climb that ladder. And I think it looks cool how you can clobber a guy with a suitcase that you're presumably <laughs> taking somewhere. Oh, it looks like such a step back from Metal Gear Solid, but in the best conceivable way. But ways. I think when you look at the interface and like the way movement and such works, it seems yeah. to have a pretty clear through line from the Fox engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like now instead of sneaking around guards and maintaining posture to ensure maximum camouflage. Well, I, th- I think there's still a bit of that by the look of it. It's now... Oh, I deliver yeah. some shit somewhere. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and I know that, um, was it... Was it IGN where someone on a panel were like, yeah, so I played the demo of Death Stranding. And I was like, oh, what? And they were like, yeah, didn't really like it. Oh, no. And I was like, oh. Like, apparently everyone else there was like, this is incredible. This is the next big Hideo Kojima game. And this one guy was like, is it? Well, there's no accounting for taste. Yeah, well, that's it. He was like, yeah, but you just walk around No one's going to please everyone. Yeah. The thing that really struck me in the trailer... Uh, and I know we haven't even talked about the episode at all yet. We should have just a bonus app where we talk about Hideo Kojima's trailers. Well, we obviously, in November, we're going to be doing the Death Stranding episode. Let's just lock that in now. Okay. Um, sure. <laughs> um, I put it in my calendar. The thing that really struck me about the walking and the objective and obstacles it brings mm. is that one bit in the trailer where he comes to like a two meter across ravine yes and the only solution like it seems such a small job only the, the smart the solution, solution we see mm. is oh I've got to climb down the whole thing then climb up the other side and that is so emblematic of a sort of frustrating realism in in navigation that i think i'm going to be super into 
I mean, I'm super down for it, but at the same time... He I could th- just make a big ladder and walk across that ladder. Not even that, just the idea of... This is not a man who is a highly trained operative. He's just a bodyguard, right? Mm-hmm. So he's not super duper Metal Gear Solid Snake. a delivery man or something. No, isn't he the president's bodyguard? I don't think so. Maybe it's his husband? His husband? His husband. Yes. With no, the clearly female president. He's a porter no, who yeah. works for a company called Bridges, who make bridges between the different, uh, uh-huh. different uh, Political settlements states. that remain yeah. after... The Death Stranding happened. Right. Um, and it's, you can tell that's that's his name and co- his job and company because his name is Sam Porter Bridges. Okay, gotcha. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. This is all established pre-release information. Mm, okay, all right. I'll believe you for now. I also like it when you get sucked into that timeless doom dimension and have to fight skeletal World War One soldiers. Yep, yep. World War Two, maybe? Unclear. I'm enjoying the fact that it looks like an acid trip without looking like an acid trip uh, in the sense that it's like ghosts, connectedness, but what do we do when we die? And I like Ooh. the bit where some mean guys are chasing him and they hit him and he drops the thing he's carrying. Yeah. So he back hops and picks it up. Then mm. there's a cut and then the music kicks in and he starts beating them up. I enjoy that he has a bike. Did, but is that his bike or did he take it from those mean guys? Ooh, no one knows. <laughs> Norman Steelers. Okay. You get it now, don't you? Took me a sec. Yes, yes. So, by that logic, when he's, say, having a flip through uh, a pamphlet or a newspaper, you would Mm. look at him and you would say, Norman Reedus. Don't be a fucking idiot. (laughs) God, I just love that meme so much where it's like, Norman Fetus, yes! And I'm like, but we could have expanded so much more. It also looks like there might be different aged variants of the same person around in different jobs, but that's just speculation at this stage. Maybe? It feels like it's going to be something like, what do you do after people have died, even though their memory lingers? Because that's been a thing that Hideo Kojima's toyed with, with the memory of, oh, I don't know, a giant AI that lives underground and makes all the decisions for all of humanity. I don't think they lived underground. Surely it was. I think they were in space. Touche, touche. They might But also a giant AI that lives on after its original person was destroyed and you put it in a big tank and let it launch nukes. Yes. Yes, that. But also, the legacy of a great man living on through his stupid kids who hate each other and also their clones of him. Oh, man. Hideo Kojima, why are you so good? And the philosopher's legacy, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So we open. It's 19... This is, no, this is how you started that last derail. Be careful. Uh, it's 2001. We're in Italy. Pangea. Hey, hey, fun fact. Yes. This is really cool and fun. What? The note that I took all my notes on this episode has just disappeared. You may recall that about 10 episodes ago when I accidentally deleted it. That didn't happen this time. It's just gone. Great. I love that about your things. It's okay. I found it in my recently deleted. What the fuck? <laughs> How do I restore... Yeah, there we go. Now we're cooking with gas. Why is this such a big issue that on your iPhone... Yes, it's an iPhone. On your iPhone, they had to put in... Thank a... you for getting that brand name in there. Yep. They're going to give us so many dollary dues now. Come on, Apple. Hit me up. I hate you. Um, <laughs> why, why is it such a big issue they had to put in a recently deleted folder? 
Surely it should just be good enough that it doesn't recent... You don't need a recently deleted because you're not randomly deleting things. Fugo's stuck in the mirror world. Mirror man's all like, yo, I'm going to fuck you up. He's like, tell me where the thing is. And he's like, I'll never tell you. And he's like, all right, going to kill you now. Oh no, alas, I can see footsteps outside the mirror because physical phenomena out there is reflected there, but people aren't brought in. And I can see the big old footsteps of a Barkio running off to go get the thing. Ooh. They're abandoning you, Fugo. And, uh, well, you're basically dead now anyway, so I'm gonna go get the thing later. Abakio goes over to the dog mosaic, and he's, like, gonna hop the fence, because I'm a criminal. Mm-hmm. Yep, as you do, as you do, yep. Yep. Ah, where's the key? Ah, there's an there's a, a pinging item thing over there. Much like this is the game L.A. Noir. Gonna go over there and pick that up. Ah, yes, a big gold key. Mm, doubt. Inconclusive. <laughs> doubt isn't the thing that you do in investigation. It's the thing you do in interviews. I, I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta shake the tree and see what falls out. Shink, shink. Ah, big key. Uh, doubt. <laughs> ah, and then Aluzo is there and he's like, I'll take that key. I'm gonna get ya. We do the OP. Nick and I had another argument about the chains during it. We don't know what they symbolise yet. We do, we've talked about it. No, we don't. It's not society, It's a matter of public record. No, it is society. You kept saying it was fate. Yeah, it's fate. They're chained to the fate of their own fates. I mean, it's not not fate, but it's more than that. It's society. What if it's just literally chains? What if in Italy oh, they have a great it's, chain it's industry? It's foreshadowing that one bit where they all get chained up. Exactly. What if it's just warehousing? What if they don't want to be warehouse workers in Italy in 2001? So there's a mirror right next to where the key is. Lucky that. Ah. And Abacchio is like, oh, he's in the mirror. Better smash that mirror. I like how you said lucky that without a hint of sarcasm or irony in your voice. <laughs> you just went, hey, lucky that there's a mirror there. You know, you know what, Nick? What? The lack of sarcasm and irony in my voice was the sarcasm and irony. <laughs> <laughs> We've reached, like, peak millennial, yeah. man. He's inside the mirrors. Oh. I get it now. I'm a Bakio. <laughs> so Fugo got sucked in and separated from us, and that's what was happening last episode. Now I'm just gonna grab this key... And then, like, mirror energy fingers, which looks really cool. It's, like, full of stars. Mm. Like, coil around his hand out of nothingness. And it's like, oh, no, all those mirror shards are all still mirrors. Oh. Now all the shards are entrances, Abakio. This is not remotely what I sounded like. <laughs> in you come. Mm-hmm. When he's halfway in... Abakio is like, oh no, I wanted to get half sucked in and all the mirror shards worked in my favour because I only gave you a smaller window with which to see what I was doing. And then Abakio, in inverted commas, mm-hmm. grabs Man in the Mirror by the throat and starts choking him out and Luzos are like, but only stands should be able to choke stands. Ah, but you see, I am a stand. What? That's right, Abakio confirmed, not in the mirror. Whoa, because... Instead of just bending down to pick up the thing, mm-hmm. uh, he made his stand, uh, which we all remember is called... <laughs> uh, time Man. Time Boy. Dial Up Boy. We all remember and would never forget that it's called Moody Blues. <laughs> yes, Moody Blues. That's the one. <laughs> he made Moody Blues look like him, uh-huh. and then bent down and pick up the key. So it got sucked into the mirror and is like, aha, 
can beat you up with my stand now that it's in the mirror and I'm outside the mirror holding up this glass shard as a mirror, as, as a window to look into the mirrors. I've been foiled yet again, <laughs> says Aluzo. So if you think this through, Go on. to see into the mirror, because uh-huh. it's still a mirror shard and not a window, Yes. he would have to be standing up, holding it up and looking over his shoulder. Yeah. It's I a, don't see any a, issue. That's a funny image. He's like walking backwards as the stand is walking forwards to go beat up the guy. I mean, it all makes perfect sense, Liam. Don't even think about mm. it. This is Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. There's some weird shit that mm-hmm, happens. Mm-hmm. It's my stand you grabbed and now you're fucked. Moody Blues. <laughs> Direct quote. Yeah. Man, could you imagine if Jojo's Bizarre Adventure had swearing in it? It does, sometimes. No, but like, just... Just gratuitous. Yeah, just gratuitous swearing. Like, imagine Sin City levels of swearing, or like Quentin Tarantino amounts of swearing, or, I don't know, fucking Australian pub amount of swearing. (laughs) Well, I kind of feel like that's one of the themes of our podcast. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) I'm in the mirror now, your stand's not that strong, I'm gonna kick the crap out of you. You were clearly just built around dragging people into your mirror world and picking them off when they're defenceless, but now I'm good, so like... Get up and come at me. And then... I'll break you, bro. Aluzo has one of the greatest lines of dialogue ever. Mm Mm-hmm. Where he says, after being like, nah, mate, you're fucked a bit first. Yeah. uh, He's like, the reason I'm not standing is so I can crouch down. I'm crouching because I need to. Now, Liam, I don't know why you would mock that. Have you ever been in a life or death situation and felt... I need to stand. Well, every night when I'm getting into bed and lying down, I think to myself, the reason I'm not standing is so I can lie down and sleep. Otherwise, I would be standing, which is my natural state. But but no, he never said that he had to sleep. (laughs) He just said he had to. And he said he had to, so he could do... Well, first Abakio has some good banter where he's like, you're crouching so I can kick you real good. (laughs) Then he goes to kick him. Uh, Sidebar, I really like how... Uh, and I, I remarked this to you after we watched the episode. Um, mm. that it was a fine remark. Mm-hmm. I really like how this fight, and few others if I'm honest, mm. lets Abakio do cool combat stuff. Because uh, yes. obviously his power isn't really built around clobbering people like so many others are. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he gets to do... I mean, Mistis is literally bullet deflection and movement. Yeah, and... Hard not to use that in combat. And obviously, although, as we discussed last week, it sees limited use outside this arc, Fugos is just straight up murdering you and everyone near you. Yes. <laughs> um, so, Abakio, he gets to do cool stuff, like uh, like getting his stand sucked into the mirror instead of him, uh, and what, what he's about to do where he cuts his hand off. <laughs> uh, it's just cool to see him use what is not a combat-specific power for combat purposes. Mm. It's like him being able to just think outside the box. Mm. Kind of. And also, he, he just like has a lot of cool lines in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a very angry man, and now we get to see it to the fullest. Well, he has a bit of a monologue later, or it sounds like he has depression. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But what's your point? <laughs> Um, yeah, I already knew that. You're He's crouching just... so I can beat you up. And he's like, no, I'm crouching so I can pick up this shard of glass. And then it somehow, even though you're all the way over there, pull your arm through it. Yeah. So he pulls Abakio's arm through this mirror shard. And Abakio's like, oh no, that's my arm. A weird like... Melding? Splitsville yeah. thing happens where he only pulls in half of... Abakios mm-hmm. to restrict his movement. Oh, and then he also shoots out half of Moody Blues. So then 
in each realm, there's like a half oh. of Barkio, half Moody Blues split down the middle mm. situation. Obviously, different sides on. And, uh, and for yeah. some reason, this really incapacitates them. I mean, I don't see how you would be incapacitated when you only have half of your body inside of a mirror and the other half outside of a mm. mirror. That feels like it would just be normal. But, you know, you've got, his, his stand is there filling in the other half. So yeah. I, feel, I would have appreciated if uh-huh. there was like another exchange of blows here and since he only had half the stand, he could only defend himself against the other stand with half his body, which would make more sense. half his fighting prowess. Yeah, but this isn't about making more sense, Liam. <laughs> this is about man in the mirror ah. being all like, I need an excuse to get away. <laughs> and I did. And I did. So you're so easy to defeat now that you're half and half. Allow me to deliver the final blow. Now that you're none stand with left Abakio. Oh, hang on a minute. I need to get that key. Hang on, you just you just lie there, um, half half down there. Oh no, he's gonna get the key. This is the worst case scenario. It means Jorno was right. Okay. Flashback to their polite argument. I care to disagree. You bastard. You absolute cuck. But I believe I'm correct. <laughs> I can't allow Jorno to be right. Therefore, I can't allow him to get the key. I must protect the key. So the dude's all like, I'm going to go get that. Oh, the key's uh, gone. Well, I'm going to flip you over, put this shard of glass in your mouth and just murder you. Because if I can't get the key, I'll just go off and find it somewhere else. Quite a grim prospect. I mean, it's the mobsters, right? Mm. He's meant to be a hitman. It is the mobsters. Yeah. <laughs> That's the mobsters. <laughs> da, 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 da. And then there's like a, a sound and we hear like a moody blues noise. Love those moody blues sound effects, by the way. We got, we got some good phone line sounds when he was mm. kicking the crap out of uh, out of Aluzo before. It's good. It's good. It reminds me of my childhood. Yep. Unfortunately. <laughs> so Abakio is all like, huh. <laughs> you can't defeat me. Where'd the key go? Well, guess what, punk? I have the key. Guess what, punk? I cut off my own hand. Guess what, punk? I I really should have thought this through more. And we more. see on the half of his face with the moody blues that the um the timer screen on his head is rewinding. And he's like, oh no, what does that mean? And then kind of in a reverse um, situation of, remember when um, Yoshikage Kira cut off his hand and Josuke repaired it and they all chased it? Cut off his hand? After um, she had a heart attack battle just before he stole Kasaku Kawajiri's sweet looks. Yes. Kira cut off his own hand and ran it ran away. Yes. And then Josuke repaired that hand and, and went, then let's f- chase that hand. And then they found it in Dr. Ayasuji's yeah. salon. Cinderella. Mm. Yeah. So you remember things. Yeah, one thing. <laughs> one thing I it's remember. It's kind of the reverse of that because he's cut off his own hand and he's rewinding it so it goes back towards Giorno. <laughs> Which I love because it just floats through the air yeah. with just this cupped hand. Wouldn't it be good if he cut up his own hand, then rewound it, and it just reaffixed himself to him? I thought that was actually going to happen. <laughs> that was the best part. It was like, I just went, oh, so it'll just, it'll just float away and then it'll rewind it to come back. Because I thought, oh yeah, so now his stand power is floating hand. <laughs> but no, not even. Well, I can't remember if next week we'll see that hand getting reattached, but presumably either Jorno will do some bullshit, which he does throughout this series to heal people, yep. um, or he'll just rewind it back onto his body. <laughs> God, it's so ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so the hand's going away and he's like, oh no. And yeah, he's basically just like, oh no. And Obakio's like, you should have killed me when you had the chance because 
that would have stopped the rewind. And then he's gonna kill him. And then we hear metal clattering against the ground. He's like, that's the sound of the key getting dropped off at Jorno. You're too slow. You're hey, gonna step miss it up. Come on, step it up. Come on, step it up. What are you doing? Come on, step do, it up. Do, 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 Come on, do, step do, it up. Do, do, Come on, do, step do, it up. Do, do, Come on, do, do, step it up. Do, do. Come on! Okay, okay. I'm done. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was weird. That was going somewhere, and then it really didn't. Much like Sonic on the whole. I really liked that shot where just before that key clatters the ground and he's going to murder... I um, thought you were about to talk about the Sonic trailer for some reason. No, I haven't watched that. Great. Where he's going to murder a Bakio with the shot of glass, and they're standing like this big arched doorway, mm-hmm. and we get a wide shot of the whole situation, and he rears up above him, and then clatter, stop. That was very good. I liked that. Mm-hmm. It's just very like... I could kill you. But I'm but I can't. I'm but busy. I haven't got time. <laughs> I've got another appointment. I've got to go around this corner and see what that Jorno kid's up to. So he goes around the corner. And, and, like, and Abakio has a moment where he's like, come on, Jorno, you shithead. Do what I want you to do and like take the key and complete the mission now. So um Aluzo's all like, oh Abakio, you would not believe what is going on uh, around this corner. Abakio, around this corner, things you could not comprehend. Abakio, you remember that invite you got like a week back? Bro, tear it up, because what's going around this corner is uh, 20 times you've better. You've gotta see it. Come on, I'll pick you up and drag you over here. Have you read that article in GQ about great things happening around corners? Because this is one of them. Abakios hate him. Ten things Juno Giovanna does that frustrates ex-cops. Things around corners. Yep. Uh, so he's just sitting there staring at the key like, huh? And Abaku's all like, you fucking idiot. Shouts at him to run, but sound can't get out the mirror. Mm. I don't like this next line of dialogue that a loser has. Say it. <clears throat> now there are two things I could do. I could kill Jorno and get the key, mm-hmm. or I could kill Jorno and get says. the key. That's not what he says. He says, there are two options I have right now. The first is that I could take the key from Jorno and then slit his throat, or I could slit his throat and take the key from his dead body. Ah, totally different. But they I, are! I guess that's the joke. Yeah. So he's like, get in my mirror. Sucks him through. He's all like, hey... Would you look at that? Oh no, says Jorno. You have sucked me through. Weird. Uh, (laughs) Shame I'm chock full of virus. And Aluzo's all like, you're, what, why, what? You'll never get the key now and we'll return safely. Uh, And everyone's like, oh no, Jorno's gonna die from purple haze. And Abakio has some flashbacks to his partner dying. He's like, oh, I don't feel anything anymore. Even though I lost my hand, I don't feel it. I'm so depressed. Mm. I only feel at ease when I'm following orders and I'm a soldier who doesn't need to think. Gotta get the key. Gotta get the mission. I have depression. Damn that Jorno coming in with his vision and thinking and making me think. That's why I hate him. Because I just want to do the status quo. And he has disrupted the status quo by kicking off this arc of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Liam, none of that was said. But that's the subtext. That's the thematic reasoning for Abakio's dislike of Giorno Giovanni. I mean, keep going. That's it. Oh. And now he's going to die. And truly, he has sown what he has... He has reaped what he has sown. No, he's sown what he has wrought. That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. We're now on the same level. Ooh. You know what's really freaking me out right now? Is that... 
you turned around to go get the water bottle that is clearly on your desk. And then went, no, 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 no. And then you just reached down and magically get another water bottle that looks very similar to that one. <laughs> that one was empty. But bigger. <laughs> How many water bottles do you have in this room, William, that I don't know about? Two. That I don't know oh, about? Okay, two total. Okay, good. I don't believe you. Hashtag doubt. How dare you come in here uninfected? And he's like, yep, I'm infected. We both got 30 seconds till we're cooked. Bye. And Luzo's all like, no, fuck you. Oh. I have a great plan. But before he enacts this plan, there's a bit where Fugo, st- still just lying there, half dead. Yeah. I guess they're back over where he is now. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fugo's like, ugh. Jorno reassembled the mirror that Purple Haze shattered. So while Abakio was off having this death battle, Jorno was just like, ah, the mirror shards. Rubbing my face back against the back of the mirror didn't work, but maybe if I reassemble it, I can climb through. <laughs> I don't see any problem with this logic, Liam. So he reassembled the mirror, figured out what was going on, and then was like, okay, gonna go walk over to Purple Haze and get infected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I really hope I have this really perfect window of opportunity. Yeah, I really hope the timing works out for me. Otherwise, I'm fucked. Yep. Otherwise, a loser will kill the other two, come looking for me and just find my rotted corpse. Yep, yep, yep. Ah, uh, yes, so a is cunning gambit. So a all like, okay, fuck you, I'm out of here. I'm going to leave this mirror world. And they're like, well, you're still infected. It's like, fuck you. The infection can stay. All the pieces of me that are infected will stay here. Yes, I think we talked about it last episode, but we didn't haven't mentioned it this week. But he's got very explicit control over what enters and leaves the mirror. Mm. So like, he's all like... Hence, like, bringing people in without their stands and vice versa. Yeah, so he's all like, I will allow myself to enter but not the bits of me that are infected with the virus. And there's a cool close-up on his hand where he's going through and, like, all the flesh, which is all infected now, is getting stripped off of it. Mm. And then he's just got, like, a skeleton hand. Uh, And so he just manages to get out, and this little flop, little flop, this little fleshy glove just falls Mm -hmm. to the ground, and it's all like... And everyone's like, no, he got away! And Giorno's like, well, that's good. Now there's a chance I won't die. (laughs) Because he's got a vision. But yeah. also, the stick to necessary to maybe just sacrifice himself. I mean, neither of those are particularly smart, though, are they? It's like, ah, well, I rely on him to be dumb. Well, per the logic of the show, this plan that he's enacted was the only remaining way to defeat a loser. True, true. Or we could just punch him more. No, because you can't punch him because he's in the mirror and he won't let your stands in. Oh, yeah, true. That's the whole thing. You can't punch him. But what if we used... Giorno's new stand power to be able to fight in the mirror because I'm four years old and this is how it works now. Sure. <laughs> he got away. Oh, and he's, he's outside like, oh, my hand, but I won. My resolve got me through. I'm going to win. Meanwhile, Giorno's like, yeah, so I'm going to live now. Get him with a purple haze, Fugo. Get him. And Fugo's all like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't tell where he is. And he's like, don't worry, I turned a brick into a snake. And we see a... Okay, we see two shots. First we see in the mirror world, there's a brick just crawling along the ground. Uh-huh. And then in the in the real world, we see... A brick with the tail and head of a snake. Yeah, so there's a brick, and then coming out of either end of it, it's just bits of snake. Yep. Which are not muscular. No. Which sickens me on numerous <laughs> levels. I just love brick snakes so much. <laughs> Suchinoko real. Suchinoko? Yeah. What is Suchinoko? It's a Japanese mythological snake that's really broad. (laughs) 
So it's a it's, literal brick snake. You can catch one in Metal Gear Solid 3. Wait, what? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Get out of here. Oh my god. The Tsuchinoko, literally translating to child of hammer or child of dirt, is a snake-like being. Is that what that thing is? Yeah. Tsuchinoko. Oh. Legendary Japanese snake. It's not legendary. That's actually just what it is. It's, it's just an animal. No, it's a cryptid. What? It's a cryptid. What the hell's a cryptid? A mythological creature. Like oh, a Bigfoot. I see. I suppose it's not mythological. It's just... It's cryptozoological. Isn't yeah. that just a big leech? It's a Tsuchinoko. What's a Tsuchinoko? <laughs> well, it's a snake that's between 30 and 80 centimetres in length, similar in appearance to a snake, but with a central girth that is much wider than its head or tail. And having fangs similar and venom similar to that of a viper. <gasps> Brick snake. Some accounts also describe that the Suchinoko can jump up to one meter in distance, followed immediately by a second jump while still in the air. That is the most terrifying. It can shit. double jump. It can air dash. It's so mythological it breaks physics. According to legend, some have the ability to speak and a propensity for lying, and are also said to have a taste for alcohol. <laughs> hey, buddy, you uh, you give me some alcohol, I'll uh. Give me some money. Oh, thanks, big random snake being. Have some sake. Hey, you fucking moron. Legend records that it will sometimes swallow its own tail, Ouroboros, so that uh -huh. it can roll like a wheel, similar to the hoop snake of American legend. The hoop snake? Hoop snake. Do you mean Ouroboros? Ah, yes, Ouroboros. The snake that had a rib removed so it could eat its own tail. Okay, we were not thinking of Ouroboros. We were thinking of hoop snake. That's Ouroboros-y. You just totally sandbagged my great have a rib removed to suck your own dick joke. Yeah. It's been done since too long, Liam. I'm moving into the new age. <laughs> brick snake. It's just a brick, brick with snake. It's just a snake that is a brick. Oh, brick snake. It's one of the best apl applications of Giorno Giovanna's abilities, if you ask me. <laughs> Particularly given the bullshit it does later. Yeah. So brick snake uh, is tracking the human body heat of... Illuso, and going over to him, thereby indicating to the people in the mirror world via the brick mm -hmm. where Which he is. Which is an inanimate object. Mm -hmm. Therefore visible in the mirror world. So it goes over to him and then it looks at him and Illuso's <laughs> clearly like, what the fuck is this? That, what, is that a brick with a snake head? But he only has a mere moment to, to look at the perplexing sight in front of him. Because <laughs> keep in mind, I don't think he's seen Jono's ability at all. No. So he's just like, what the fuck? This newbie guy must... Oh. Is this, wait, is this even related? Or is this just some weird Pompeii shit? <laughs> Are you telling me that the people of Pompeii had brick snakes? You know like how in a Jason movie or something, mm -hmm. um, you'd go hide in the closet from Jason, but yep. then he'd be right behind you in there already. Yeah. That's what Purple Haze is doing right now. He's just right behind him. He's got mouth frothing with poisonous goop. He's all like... <laughs> That's the sound he makes. Luring, luring up it. behind him and he's like, Oh no, but I cut my arm off to win. No! <laughs> but I was gonna win! Uh, and it grabs him by the throat and slams him against a wall. Uh, and then goes to punch him. But Aluso tries to hatch one last cunning gambit because he's like, Ah! Oh, there's a mirror shard right next to me. Why is Pompeii full of so many broken mirrors? Because he brought them here. <laughs> Why is this so hard to get through your head where you're like, oh, there's a mirror here. That's lucky. Why didn't he bring proper mirrors? He did. No, they're all broken. No, they were framed. No, the, the one in the Abakio room was basically just like a big lump of glass. That's what mirrors come as in art decor styles. Art deco. No, art decor. The shitty art deco knockoff. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Art Deco would be like an oval. Art Decor is just a broken mirror. But it's big enough to get off as like a mirror you can okay, hang. This, this seems like a good moment to segue into our discussion of Man in the Mirror. Because we want to do a thing with the remaining members of the Hitman team. Mm -hmm. But we talk about their utility as assassins. Sorry, I said that wrong. The Hitman team. Thank you. Yes. Aluzo of the Hitman team and his stand. Man in the Mirror. Mirrorman. This is what the Jojo Vele commentary for Man in the Mirror has to say. Gasp. With inspiration... Oh, God. My voice just cracked like I'm going through puberty. Are you... Are you not? I'm going through second puberty. Ah. Uh... Becoming a werewolf. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the classic teen wolf. Not a teen. The classic mid-twenties wolf. Classic millennial wolf. Ugh. That's my new senior hero's character, Millennial Wolf. You just see him, like, trying to sting power out of Starbucks. I'm thinking, I don't know if this is a combo that works, but I'm thinking Savage Malay and Time Manipulation. Anyone who has never seen The City of Heroes Maker is like, God fucking damn it, Liam. Millennial Wolf. Or maybe he's just a guy and that's his cool guy name. <laughs> what, so it's just, like, a hipster, but he just calls himself Millennial What's Wolf What's his online. name? No, no more ridiculous a name than Wolf Blitzer. It's a neckbeard who calls no, himself Millennial It's a cool Wolf. guy who rules. Or a furry. With inspiration from Michael Jackson's music, I thought it would be cool to go inside the mirror. Oh, I get it because the song is called Man in the Mirror. Hmm. This one also has a design based off a Venetian mask. Yes, some of them do have these Tengu-like noses. Cool. Um, yeah, Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror, less said about that, the better these days, let's move on. What was Man in the Mirror about? Like, reflections, I guess. Yeah. I'm not doing a Michael Jackson deep dive in 2019, we've moved on. So, yeah, Aluzo, as yes. a member of the Hitman team. Yes. Would he be oh. effective? And as we discussed during the introduction of the, hit the Hitman team, Aluzo is Italian for deluded. Oh, not like illusion. Or food. Yeah, huh. That's that's really weird to me. So I think the ability to move around through mirrors, through the quote-unquote mirror world, is obviously has a lot of infiltration utility. Yes. And the fact that um, you can bring people into the mirror world has a lot of disappearing someone utility. My question is whether he can just like leave them in the leave their corpse in the mirror world forever, or oh no, because hmm, that's a good question. Because obviously when someone dies in the real world, uh -huh. they appear in the mirror world. As well. Like, like we saw with those crows, because they become inanimate objects. Yeah. But I wonder if the reverse is true too. Mmm. Mmm. That is a good question. Well, regardless, either way, sucking someone into the mirror world and then just killing them there is a pretty good way to kill someone undetected. Yeah. And then you'd be all like, oh, and then this corpse showed up mm. out of nowhere, but no one murdered mm. him. The tricky what? part is, um, obviously, human guards become irrelevant because they can't get into the mirror world mm -hmm. uh, if you wanted to kill someone who is high profile. The tricky part is would be getting through, like, secure doors and things like that. Yes. You would, you would have to wait in the mirror world for someone to open them in the real world and then walk through with them. And just be like, <laughs> the other problem is that if there's no other mirror on the other side, you can't really do anything. You can't see anyone. Or you could bring a mirror with you, though. <laughs> I mean, no, not really. You'd, they'd be able to see it, but you could prop it up against a wall or something and wait. Yeah, but then you'd have to put it in your pocket or something and it would just show up to everyone, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Here's a question. Why doesn't anything that he carries show up except mirrors? Uh, clothes always get... Fuzzy. Yeah, you yeah. know. Like when Narantia shrunk and it was like all the clothes that were touching him shrunk, but, mm. you know, mm. no one wants to deal with superpowers that like make you nude every time you use them. Well, that's unfortunate for the Hulk. 
Because, uh... Oh, no. He just got a really resilient pair of blue shorts. He did. He got them specially made. I think they were jeans, you know. Wasn't it, like, in the movies, they made him a special set of, um, pants? Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It was just like, okay. Well, She-Hulk, um, I think has a superhero outfit that is... Malleable. Yeah. Yeah. You would hope so. Because she was in the Fantastic Four for a while, and obviously Mr. Fantastic has clothes that... That stretch. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The Human Torch has clothes that don't just burn away. And My favourite Human Torch thing is, I, back when I was a kid, I got it out from the library, an omnibus of Fantastic Four comics that okay. were like the original publication run. Oh. So like, this must have been from like the 50s or 60s or something. Yeah. Uh, so my favourite thing with the Human Torch of that era and dealing with him was they would always counteract him with asbestos. Because it's flame retardant. So it'd be like, we wrapped the human torch in this asbestos rug. Now he's trapped. Or we tied him up with an asbestos rope. Yeah, but as soon as... He's just getting super cancery. Yeah, no, he would just die. Oh, no. Oh, no. Do you reckon they would do... um, What kind of ridiculous thing do you think they would do with... Is it Dr. Fantastic or just Mr. Fantastic? Mr. Fantastic. Though I'm sure he's probably a doctor. Yeah. Do you think that with Mr. Fantastic, in order to cancel him... That's awful humble of him. <laughs> Do you think they'd just be like, and now we have an ice spray. Ah, every time. Oh, they were just like, why ice spray? Because it freezes. So he couldn't stretch. Because it would freeze him. There are other ways you could do that too. Like you could actually just tie him up. No, because then he'd stretch down and get out. But you'd tie him with like complicated knots. Like a bondage situation. Yeah, but then you would just stretch more. Or maybe you'd tie him up into himself. Ooh. Yeah, but then he would just stretch and get out of himself. Maybe they put him in a big box. Okay, that would work. <laughs> yeah, that would work better. Okay, so, um, the show continues. Weren't we going to appraise? The... Uh, I mean, I think we've, I feel like we did. Oh, okay. All right. Do you, do you have anything else to add? Uh, 10 out of 10. Oh, okay. I didn't realize we were rating them. <laughs> we're not, but 10 out of 10. Great. Congratulations, Aluzo. More like Aluza, because he lost. Okay, you're going to have to do that with all the Hitman team members now. The Hitman team. You have to do it with all of them now. Uh, fuck Hitman. him up, Purple Haze. And he's like, the mirror shard. Yes. And if I can just block one punch, that will give me the chance I need. One punch. So he goes to block that one punch. And I, I was thinking about it in the moment of watching. And I was pleased to see that he did do it. He could only yeah. block... Th- he couldn't like block the punch by like throwing up a cross guard or anything yeah he had to grab the arm because mm-hmm. he couldn't block the punch itself or he would still just shatter one of those um one of those little capsules, capsules yeah. yeah so he blocks it and he's like yes my chance but little does he know and little did we know that purple heads can just shoot them off and just boop boop shoots off hits the wall shatters and he's like oh no i thought i was the smarty pants but twas not i twas the opponent he's consumed by purple haze he Melts like Keep in a mind, witch. this is all happening, and 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 the stuff that's still to happen is all happening within the thirty-second period of Jorno infecting himself and getting sucked into the mirror. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Now JoJo's is a fast-paced show. <laughs> um. So he just gets ruined. He melts into a small pot of. Goop. The show Chernobyl has been... The miniseries on HBO has been quite popular recently. Okay. I haven't watched it because I don't want to see people melt from acute radiation poisoning. Uh, That's not... Okay, yep. No. Yeah. No, but like you have to have quite a lot of radiation Nick, to it's melt. it's Chernobyl. I know, but it's still like you'd have to go in that room where things melt. Some of them did. Oh, <laughs> I see. 
There's one man. I I read a 35 page forum thread on it. Yeah. But I don't want to watch it because I'm scared. <laughs> um, there's one man who like got real bad dosed. Yeah. So he's just in hospital, and by the end of it, his skin is thinner than mucus membrane. Yes. Yes. It's bad times. Yeah. I um I got a guy who worked as a nuclear safety technician come and lecture us at uni for like a risk tutorial, mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, so um. We had Chernobyl, mm-hmm. and then we had this meltdown, and then we had this meltdown, and we're kind of due for another one. I'm mm-hmm. wait, I'm just hanging out, just waiting for it. And I was like, "Isn't that bad to like wait out for a meltdown?" It was like, "Oh yeah, it's terrible." But like, well, my understanding is my understanding from the discussion I've read in this is that Chernobyl in particular was like an improbably bad confluence of circumstances. Yeah. Like people didn't know that cores could explode. Uh, there was some critical design flaws, uh, some that were known, but some that were kept secret by the Soviet yeah. state from the engineers. Yep. Uh, yep. That sounds about right. Yep. And it's like compared to modern stuff, like the one that, what was the one that happened in Japan? Uh, Fukushima. Uh, yeah. Fukushima. That was also pretty bad. That was pretty bad. But at the same time, it's like, it didn't go quite as badly as, yeah, so now mm. we can't fix it. Well, because... there, yeah, there were, the other thing is that there, I'm sure there were probably more safety um, yeah. things in its design because the thing about the Chernobyl reactor Go on. was that it was built with the dual purpose mm-hmm. of uh, generating power. And also plutonium? Or, yeah, um, nuclear arms material. Yeah. Um, which meant that for ease of accessing that material that's generated, there was no sealed containment thing mm-hmm mm-hmm yep yep and now we're just left with this giant melting thing that yeah the, ele- the elephant's foot google the elephant's foot oh, if you haven't it's crazy it's crazy do you know they tried to build another camera to go in there mm-hmm. and it's still melted well the lot someone's been in there in the same room with it now what? Um, because it's been long enough yeah but like you can still only be in there for a short amount of time yeah. but um i'm fascinated by it because it's gonna be lethally radioactive for 50,000 years. It's yes. just this big lump of sludge. So they've they built like a containment thing that will last like 100 years. And they, they're going to have to build like another containment 500 thing. more of those. Yeah. I just love that like one of the best facts about it is that the elephant's foot isn't just like a giant thing mm. that's just there. It's really hot. And it's like, how hot is it? It's like, well, if you're in the room, it's like a sauna. Mm. It's like, wait, so that means like... It can boil water, pretty much. But then what's it like on the inside? They're like, oh, it's fucking boiling. It's what they call a corium, I think, which is the matter that is created by all the sludge that melts into an exploding nuclear reactor. Oh my god. So technically, I suppose each one would be a unique construct in its own right. Yeah. Depending on the elements available. Well, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um, is it is Chernobyl like a documentary? No, or it's a, a uh, dramatized okay, all right. retelling. Hmm. I should really watch a Chernobyl documentary just to be all like, now I know everything about this horrifying event. But yeah, so I suppose more than anything, take the story of Chernobyl as a lesson in how you need good governance to mm. safely run a nuclear facility. Yes. And how you don't want like bad communication and safety protocols. Because mm. apparently... You need a- High degree of transparency. No, no, it was something like one of the reasons why it was so bad is that it took a long time for anyone to realize something had gone wrong. Well, at the time, it wasn't thought possible for reactors to explode like mm. it did. Mm. So there was also denial from people who hadn't seen it. Yeah. In response to first hand accounts, people have been like, yeah, that shit blew up. Yeah. Man, crazy. 
So anyway. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. This guy's dead now. There's one guy whose body they'll probably never recover because he was in a pump room adjacent to... Ooh. That's probably fucking gone now. Uh, so... Yeah. He was either vaporised or mm. his corpse is just going to be there rotten away with rads forever. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. I do love that... Because, um, like, nuclear power is still one of the safest means of power. If you handle it right. If you handle it correctly. And it's a bit like... You know, back when, when we were like getting coal out of the ground, it's like, yep, dudes are just dying everywhere. This one is like the opposite, where no one's dying. But if something were to go very wrong, it's quite bad. Anyway, the reason I brought that up yes. is because that's basically what's happening to a loser right now. He's with, melting like a chump. Yeah, with virus instead of radiation. So like, weird... What kind of virus would melt someone though? A stand virus. It doesn't matter. Uh, it all makes sense now. <laughs> But it's, it's so crucial that it is a virus and not a radiation because of what Giorno's about to do to save his own life. So Giorno's all like... Aluzo dies and they get ejected out of the mirror world. Yeah, and it's all like, oh, good. Oh, hey, there's a snake with a brick. Brick snake, my bike. best friend. And Giorno's all like... Ah, yes, brick snake, I'm glad you've come. Now, Fugo, you may have noticed that brick snake was born from my stand when it was made in proximity. Can I just circle back to, to what he says before that? No. Yes, oh, okay. go on. He talks about how, Yes, Fugo. Once he dragged me into the mirror, his defeat was inevitable. But I'm glad he did what he did, because that's the, the only situation of the 10 million possible futures I saw. Oh. This was the only one where I, Giorno Giovanna, survived. Because it's the one that ends with him dying by getting donked up by Purple Haze real bad, and not after my infection timer has elapsed. <laughs> Yeah, I guess Purple that's Haze true. was going to town on him with punches still too, which I guess would accelerate his infection? Question mark. Nah, pro well maybe. I don't know. More more points of just death by punch as opposed to death by virus. Well, still virus, but I mean both. Yeah, all the things. Um, so that means that Jono still has some window left to do the thing to live. The snake was made from the brick that was first punched last episode by. Yep. By yeah. Purple Haze, uh -huh. which means that it was born of the virus. Uh -huh. It has immunity. Oh. And if you have a snake bite, you can take the serum or make a serum from its blood and then you can inject it into yourself. But that would take years yeah, yeah, of Nick, medical Nick, research. Nick and... said out loud as they were saying that, wouldn't that take years? Like, and then, then Giorno, never to be outdone by common sense. Literally the second I said that goes, quickly, golden wind, extract... Gold experience. Gold experience. Extract the, the serum, serum from his blood. And I so, went, well, there you go. Gold experience sticks two fingers into the snake, swipes it away. Not just immediately... You know, to put it inside him. Stabs it into Jorno's chest. Jorno collapses. He's like, oh man. This is really painful. I, I like that reaction. That, yeah. Even though the rest of it's complete bullshit, that feels very earned. Him rolling around on this floor in pain after having just stabbed himself in the heart with his own stand. Just a, ooh, vaccinate me right in the heart. And look. I'm fine. Vaccinations work again. Boom! Non-controversial opinion. <laughs> uh, his bubbling hand gets better. Meanwhile, Fugo is like, Wow, that Giorno. I thought he was just a stupid newbie. But he does insane things that work. And he always declares that he has a dream before he does them. There's something that 
You just have to respect about him. I can trust that. He inspires true loyalty, just like Butcherati did in my flashback. I trust you, Giorno, and I'll follow you forever. Love, Fugo. No, Fugo. I'm so humble and protagonisty, because I'm not the one who risked my life. I just predicted what would happen precisely and followed through on it. Risking my life in the process. Abakio is the one who risked his life by getting into a knockdown, drag out brawl with that asshole in the mirror world. If he hadn't carried the key over here, we wouldn't have won. Go tend to his wounds. And then around the corner, Abakio's like, Ugh, Jono, I was going to kick the crap out of you, but I guess I'm just going to bleed out here instead. <laughs> They got the key, to be continued, credits, post-credits. What? It's, at, it's like at some sort of train station or something. Mm-hmm. There's a smoking gun on lot the ground. Yeah, a lot of close-up shots of like some corpses of like train officials. Smoking Someone, gun. Someone's briefcase has tumbled aloof onto the floor. And a figure that we only see shards of, but it's clearly Risotto Nero, the head Red- of the Hitman team. Red-eye boy. Yeah, he picks up like a, scr- a burnt scrap of paper and he's like, hmm, yes. <laughs> I'm evil. Maybe you can tell by looking at me. I'm not a good What if he guy? was just really nice? I mean, who knows? Maybe he is, but that still doesn't True. make him not the leader of the Hitman team. Sorry, the Hitman team. Thank you. Um, end of episode. I like, I don't think the, those sort of shots... And obviously the previously discussed like vignettes with the Hitman team were in the manga. So I like Ooh. how much more the anime makes them, but also Risotto Nero, the lead, their leader, mm-hmm. sort of active presence in the story. Mm-hmm. It's like um, like how Dio just wasn't there, but is there the whole time. Mm. He looms over everything. Yeah, it's kind of like he's always... There, but he's never quite... He's doing his own thing yeah. for his own ends. And it's just like, and just hurry up and we get ass- to him then. We assume it will be bad, yeah. but we don't know why. Yeah. Whereas this is like, we know it's going to come fucking this way soon. Mm. And already the Hitman team is there. Mm. And you're like, oh, On their tracks. So Nick. Yeah? What are our highlights and lowlights for... I'm, I'm going to give you, as a highlight, Snake Brick. Thank you. I appreciate I, it. I am humble enough to give you that. I'm the better man. No, oh, you're the protagonist. I'm the shonen character. Ooh. I am Hiroko Araki. Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, my highlight is probably going to be... Oh my god, there's so many. There's so many dumb highlights to pick from. Okay, my highlight has got to be Jorno just showing up infected. <laughs> just being all like, I have an amazing plan. And it's just like... It involves me dying in exquisite pain. Yeah, and just being like, Jono, what the fuck is wrong with This is his signature move, isn't it? Remember letting himself be destroyed to win the battle. Remember in um, the battle on the boat on the lagoon too? Yeah. Uh, he was like, well, we have to win, so I'm going to go get myself stabbed and deflated. It's just like... Is he just suicidal? <laughs> is that all it is? Mm. You know when you like... Like, when you meet someone who's, like, really depressed and they're just like, man, you know what, I could I could just die right now. And you're like, you okay, buddy? Mm-hmm. You alright? This is, like, the next step. And if I recall correctly, to defeat Bruno, he let himself be zipped and then threw his zipped hand at him. Yeah. I'm not saying he has a few problems. Uh, maybe <laughs> he needs to see someone. He's got self-destructive urges. Yeah. Maybe he needs to talk a bit more with Bruno and get his uh, self-esteem up or something. Mm. Yeah. Low light? Low light. Definitely not Snake Brick. That was... Never. Amazing. Hmm. 
I really like this episode, to be honest. It's hard to pick one. Mm. Um, I suppose kind of Fugo not really doing anything. Like, I... He got a, he got punched a few times last week, but I didn't feel like he'd been beaten to the point of inactivity. Mm, no, I just didn't like how the assassin man Eluzo mm-hmm. was like, "I could kill you right now. Stop right before murdering them." Oh, hang on a minute, I don't have time. That's like, and then he does it again later. And then it's like, you do, you definitely it's just do. The, these three mooks like keeping him too busy to achieve anything. But it's just like you, you're a hitman. Just kill just them. Just hit man. Yeah. Just hit the man. <laughs> Die, Hardman. <laughs> yeah, it's just really dumb. You could just... You just. This is me slapping my fist against like, Yeah, my... the new Kojima character is hit the man. <laughs> hit the man. So, Nick. Yes. Illuso has been defeated. They have retrieved a very ornate looking golden key. Will it lead to a castle? Which is ostensibly for a vehicle that will let them transport the boss's daughter safely to the boss. <gasps> It's the whole... Let me finish. What will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Vento Oreo, in the episode entitled... Let me pull it up and check. (laughs) We didn't know the stand name. We don't know the episode title. Okay. There was a recap episode in the anime, 13.5, that uh, happened here. But it's just just a clip show. So we're going to skip that for obvious reasons. Get that shit out of my face. Followed by the next episode, Express Train to Florence. Oh, maybe it's a train. A train key. Maybe. I, I mean, you know, you plug it. You, I mean, trains have keys. But surely just for the doors. <laughs> These big, wide, Golden ornate doors. doors. <laughs> These big Dark Souls doors into a train. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, the boss hasn't... A- no, the whole train is Wait, that big. Wait, Jorno, look. There's a fog barrier into the train. There must be an enemy stand user aboard. Look, it's me, Risotto Nero. <gasps> My stand is also a train. Big train battle. Oh, no. Um, That'd be dope. I mean, my my immediate theory was big key, big vehicle, big island, island boat. So maybe it's just an entire okay. island? So my questions for you are, yeah. nature of vehicle, uh, what's up with that train ride? Mm-hmm. Where are they? Like, obviously they're going to Florence, but uh, we don't know that. It could be the enemy that's going to Florence, and we're getting an enemy Ooh, episode. That's true. Yeah. Um, which hitman team member will we encounter next? I hope it's not Pesci. <laughs> Dear God, I hope it's not Pesci. I mean, it's probably. So, who do we have left? We have Pesci, uh-huh. Prosciutto, Cat Burglar guy, Cat Burglar guy, uh, Giaccio. He's the guy with the glasses. Yep. Yep. Then one more. Uh, Risotto Nero, of course. Yeah, Risotto Nero. I believe that's all of the yeah, remaining ones. I think so. Okay. I reckon the next one will probably be either Cat Burglar Guy or Pesci. Probably Pesci because he's had just the smidgen more dialogue mm. uh, and or characterization. Whereas the others have just been like... We're evil. Yeah. But then again, Aluzo just sort of showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, hard to say. But I want, I want to say Pesci because I don't want it to be Pesci. You'll <laughs> um, have to happen eventually. Oh, or would it? What if he just never appeared again? What if he just leaves? What if he's like... I've seen the error of my ways by. Um, nature of vehicle. Nature of big golden key. Express train to Florence. What if it's a helicopter? <laughs> Just like Noranchio on it. Yeah. Well. If... Oh, and it's called the Golden Wind. <gasps> my God. Okay. Well, it's probably a train, right? But the key doesn't make sense to me. No. The key that big to go into a train is a little odd. Mm. So maybe it's like. 
the key is later down the line and it's got a little key inside of the key, you know? Like <laughs> Expand on that. So the big, like, square bit... Oh, that's a decoy key. Yes. So people are like, this big key, and they hit it on the ground and it opens up to reveal another key. Ah. Right? And they relied on Narantia's ill-tempered, short, furious, like, anger mm-hmm. streaks to be all like, give me that key. It's not working. Bang. Famously the member of the team who has fits of anger. Yeah. I mean, he, I guess he doesn't not, but, you know, that's kind of Fugo's thing. <laughs> no, Fugo is all like, ah, uh, yes, we're all fine. No, remember Fugo almost murdered his dad because of expressed anger. That was in the past, though. And then now he's trying to help he people. Stabbed Narantia in the face with a fork. Yeah, but that was different, though. <laughs> he couldn't um, do math well. Yeah. That's, um, that's a stab-worthy crime. <laughs> maybe. Okay, well, if they're going to go on a train to Florence, I guess they'll get on a train to Florence. <laughs> Makes sense. I guess. I guess that's what it is. Is there a stand user on the train? Of course there's a stand user on the train. Is it Pesci? Probably fucking Pesci, isn't it? Was Pesci Peach? Is that what he was? I don't think so. Hmm. He's not Pepsi. No one's the a Pepsi. The Pepsi sign. <gasps> the Pepsi sign. The ultimate stand the user. The key leads to the Pepsi sign. Oh my god, the boss was a Pepsi sign all along. Um, oh, what'll it be? Maybe it's not that. Maybe they'll just go to Florence and the Hitman team will reach them in Florence. Ah, oh, yes. We're getting on the express train to Florence. Now we're in Florence. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe Trish will just go... I'm not getting on this train. I refuse. And they'll be like, you have to get on the train. We have to go to Florence. And she'll go... Expressly. Yeah. And she'll just go, no, I refuse. Whoa. The helicopter I could have dealt with, but this, this is below I'm me. afraid of trains. <laughs> I'm afraid there's a stand. A train, train killed my dad. Who's the boss? Wait a fucking minute. <laughs> what if the boss uh, is on this train and they never knew the whole time? Whoa. Yeah. What if? What if the whole time we've already seen the boss? Ah. And we just don't know. What if it's... Giorno. And he's like, oh, I'm the heir. (gasps) What if it's Dio? (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) These are all sound predictions. Yep. That brings us to the end of our episode. Oh, no. Patreon.com slash Jojo's World to give us your money. Oh, no. Uh, Milk juice. Oh, no. (laughs) With two O's. Yep. Uh, And the rest. All the other things. At Jojo's World yep, Podcast. On all the platforms. If there's a platform we're not on and we don't have that handle, let us know. Because Liam loves those numbers. Until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued. Duh. <laughs>